all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. While you're flipping here, let's make our confession. Ready? Let's go. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, go down to verse number 5. When you have it, say, I have it. I have it. Amen. Matthew 6, verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. That word there means pretenders. Uh, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and in the corners of streets that they may be seen by men. And assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Uh, their reward is people saying they must be real spiritual. But you, say that's me, Uh, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Uh, In other words, he's not just talking about a literal door. He's saying shut the door on doubt, shut the door on people's opinions, shut the door on negativity, shut the door on CNN, shut the door on swine flu. He says shut the door. Tell somebody to say shut the door. Verse 7, and when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they're going to be heard because they pray a lot of words. Therefore, don't be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you even ask him. See, God is not asking you to pray so you can tell him something he doesn't know. He's waiting on you to line up with what he's already said. So in this manner, therefore, pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's that called? Kingdom. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. For if, now watch this, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you don't forgive them, neither will your Father Forgive you. One more scripture. Remain standing, please. Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles 20. We were here last week. Second Chronicles 20. Amen. When you have it, say amen. Go down to verse 20. 
So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat, what does his name mean? God is his judge, stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, the city of peace. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall what? Be established, but believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he consulted with the people, he appointed those that should sing to the Lord and should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his what? Now, when they began to sing and to praise. Not halfway through, not towards the end of service. When they came in at 7 o'clock and opened their mouth, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. I went into detail about Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir last week who had come against Judah and they were what? Defeated. Go to verse 29. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries who had heard that the Lord had fallen against the enemies of Israel. Just encourage your neighbor. Say, neighbor, your praise is defeating your enemies and warning enemies to come. Glory to God. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak through me now, Father. Will your people open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying? Open our eyes to see what the Spirit is doing. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. amen. High five your neighbor. Say prayer, prayer. praise, prayer. worship, one on one, part two. <laughs> you may be seated tonight. I want to get into this. I want to teach this. I want to set the atmosphere tonight. Uh, please understand, as we've been talking, there are three primary modes of communication with God. Please understand, they are not optional uh, to our relationships. Matter of fact, they are required and vital for our relationship with God to be successful. And those three primary modes of communication are what? Prayer and worship. Now watch this. Prayer, it means this. It means talking. It means to ask or to petition. Uh, prayer is talking uh, with your heavenly father. And for many people, if you've not had an earthly example of a father and not been able to speak to an earthly example of a father, it can be difficult to grasp the concept that your heavenly father actually wants to hear from you and cares what's on your heart. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Prayer is a type of rain, say rain, uh, that waters the seed that you've planted in your actions. I'm going kind of quick tonight because this is kind of review. Prayer is what? Rain. So it is only enhancing that which I have already began in my actions. So if my actions aren't lining up with my prayers, then I'm just going in circles. It's like being in a paddle boat and only using one of the paddles. You're going to do what? Go in circles. So what prayer does is prayer is helping to bring a harvest from those things that I do and those things that I say. Are you still with me? Now, please understand, in this, I say rules of engagement. Uh, when you pray, and again, I'm going quick because I'm kind of doing some review. When you pray, you start this way, Father, in Jesus' name. The Lord said, whatever you ask in my name, those things will be done. You cannot pray in your name because you didn't get on Calvary. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
when the reason God even listens to us is because he does not hear us. It is Christ sitting at his right hand that is interceding for us. Do you understand that? It is Christ that is praying for you. And when you use his name, you're essentially putting a stamp on it and giving him permission to talk on your behalf. So the rules of engagement are you pray what? Father, in Jesus' name. Next thing, we pray once, then thank him for it daily. We don't pray for the same thing every day. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. The moment you asked for it, he did it. So please understand, if you, how many parents? If your child asks you for something every single day, eventually you're going to say, you know what? I'm just not doing it. Because apparently you don't have any faith to believe when I told you we were going to Dairy Queen, we were going to go. Are you still here? When we ask God for the same thing every day over and over and over again, we are not enhancing our prayer. In fact, we're working against it. Because it's a proof that there's a lack of faith. So I pray how many times about it? Once. And what I do after that? I thank him every day after that. Bible says, ask and it shall, uh, shall be given, knock and it shall be open. What's the first, if somebody comes to your house, what's the first knock on the door for? To establish the fact I'm here. What's every subsequent knock for? To remind you that I'm here. I'm not, hey, it's me, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me, hey, it's me. No. The first one is to say I'm here. Everyone after that is to remind you I'm here. The first thing we pray is to make, an, uh, to make God aware of what our petition is. Every time after that, it is not, Lord, please do. It is, Lord, I thank you for already having done. So if you pray once for wisdom, you don't say, Lord, give it to me again. You say, Father, I thank you that you've already given me wisdom for this day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Next, in your prayer, say rules of engagement, uh, you got to attach scripture to your prayer. Please understand, don't pray that, Lord, give me strength like Superman. That ain't in the scripture. You know, first book of Clark Kent. That's not in the scripture. So, so, so you don't, you, you, God's not obligated to, to your opinions. He's obligated to his logos, his written word, his logic. So when you pray, when you say, Father, I, in Jesus' name, I ask you for, let's just use this as a random thing. I ask you for peace. I ask him for that how many times? What do I do on Tuesday when I'm talking about peace? Thank him. But when I make the petition, I can't just ask him for peace. I got to tell him where he told me I was entitled to peace. So I got to attach some scripture to my prayers because it's only scripture, his word, that obligates him to do something. Are you still here? And we're going to get into this in more depth in just a minute. The, the last thing, and I've taught you this before, is you need to write your prayer list out. And you need to have a targeted prayer list that you've written out. Here's what a lot of us do. We try to remember it. You can't even remember your social You got to pull your card out. Matter of fact, some of you carry it in your wallet because you don't even know what it is. We write it. Somebody say write it down. 
Habakkuk 2, write the vision, make it plain so he who reads it can run with endurance. I've got to write out what it is that my petitions are. How and why? How is because if I don't understand what it is I'm asking for, when he does it, how will I know he did it? There's a lot of stuff you prayed for. God has answered you. You just didn't know it because you didn't write it down. And you're sitting there, God don't never do that for me. Yes, he did. You just didn't take account of it. So on your prayer list, you write that stuff down. So once he does it, you can, oh, knock that out. What does that then do? It builds your faith. Because now you can say, I know he answers prayers. See, you can't lie to me and tell me he's not real and he's not going to answer because I just built my faith up because I saw him do it. Touch somebody say, you can see him do it. Watch this. Go to Psalm 119. Y'all all right? Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. I want you to go to verse 170. Psalm 119, verse 170. When you have it, say amen. Watch this. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me, what? According to your what? Word. Let my prayer come before you. And deliver me according to your word. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the importance of us attaching scripture to it is that your deliverance and your breakthrough comes according to his word. Not your opinion. What a lot of us do is we give God our opinion. Well, God, I really don't think I should have to be going through this because, you know, I've been faithful to you. That's your opinion. That ain't his word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, call the power company tomorrow and say, you know, I really don't think. I paid y'all a lot of money last year. I really don't think I should pay anything to you this year. You know what they're going to do? You're going to go home the next day. And you're going to have to really be the light of the world in. Why? Because they didn't give you their word that you didn't have to pay. That was your opinion. So when we're dealing with prayer, we've got to give God what? His word. Watch this. Somebody say prayer. Prayer does not have to happen at any particular place or particular time. Matter of fact, we should be praying all day long. Go to Luke 18.1. Luke 18.1. Don't think you have, well, I can't wait to get to church to pray. No, you pray in your car. You don't have, and here's another thing, because it's the, remember, what did Jesus say? Don't be like the religious folk who want to be seen by folk, and that's the reward. Well, don't think if I get on my knees, he's going to hear it better. Don't think if you wear a tallit, it's going to get that prayer through any better. It don't get it through no, no, no more quicker. It don't. It don't. Luke 18, 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men, what, always have to pray and what, not lose heart. So if I'm always praying, I won't what, lose heart. I lose heart when I stop praying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I lose my feeling or my conviction of hope when I stop praying. Hope leaves when I stop praying. The question is, well, Bishop, how do you pray all day? It's very, very simple. You just do it. 
I mean, well, don't I have to do some, you know, special ritual? Or don't you have to be there to start it or something? Or don't the church need to call a prayer time or something? I just gave you the rules of engagement. See, when you get into your job, you're walking into that bad boy, and you say, Father, and Jesus, and really, when you get your Father, in Jesus' name, I clear out every unclean thing up in this place. Sheila ain't going to work my nerve today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We bless our food. Now, let me also deal with this. And I think I've talked about this before. But, you know, can, can I just pray internally? No. It's got to come out of your mouth. Tell somebody, it's got to come out of your mouth. Now, here's a question, and this actually came, this actually came up, and we're going to do this on Ask the Bishop, because somebody said, well, what about people that can't speak? How, how do they pray? Somebody said, Grace. God would not expect something that couldn't be given from somebody. If you don't have two legs, God's not going to say, you need to get up and dance and praise me. If you don't have hands, he's not going to say, you ain't going to make it in because you didn't clap. But I'm going to tell you why. Somebody said it has to come out. It has to come out of your mouth. I'm going to show you why. Watch this. Let's move on. Prayer should not be a report on what's not right. Yet what we desire out of the situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Matter of fact, go to John 11. Go to John 11. Go to John 11. John 11. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John 11. And uh, what y'all learning? I'm trying to make sure y'all know where the books of the Bible are. Genesis, Exodus. See, some of y'all said maps. See, that's John 11, go to verse 34. Now, let's, let's see how Jesus dealt with stuff. Because Jesus never, ever prayed his problems. Lord, you know, I'm really sick of this man I'm married to. Lord, you know, I'm really sick of this woman I'm married to. I need you to do something. He never prayed the problem. I'm going to show you why. T- touch somebody say, your words. Powerful. Look at John eleven thirty four. 34. Now, you know, this is the story of Lazarus. And uh, Lazarus, uh, if you go up early in the story, uh, 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 Lazarus is sick. And uh, the Lord says to the people, he says, well, his sickness is not unto death. Uh, his sickness is simply so that the Son of Man, the Son of God, can be glorified in it. Please, please don't think that everything that wrong happens to you is because you did something wrong. There can sometimes be things that happen to you that God says, I need to get glory out of here. I need you to learn how to trust me. And sometimes the only way you'll trust me is when you have no other options. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Tell somebody, say, your problems aren't designed to kill you. Tell them, they they are not designed to kill you. Watch this. John 11, well, until you go, 34. And he said, where have you laid him? So Lazarus has died now in this sickness. And his relatives are saying, Lord, if you had been there, he never would have died. And God is saying, I didn't go there specifically for that reason. You missed what I just said. A lot of times, God, if you would have did this, this wouldn't have happened. And God's saying, that's kind of what my whole point was. 
my whole point was that I needed you to learn how to trust me. Didn't I already tell you his sickness wasn't unto death? Didn't I already tell you you're the head and not the tail? Didn't I already tell you you're above and never beneath? Didn't I tell you you're the blessing and the blessing is in you and the blessing is always? Didn't I tell you your name is Joseph, which means you're always increasing? Didn't I tell you that? So sometimes when he doesn't show up, he was late on purpose. Ah. 35, this shortest version of the Bible, Jesus wept. Parents, when you're trying to teach your kids scripture, it's a good place to start. I might know the Bible, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said to him, see, he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man, talking about Jesus, who opened the eyes of the blind, also kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against him. Jesus said, take away the stone. Watch this. Jesus didn't show up until it was real bad. See, you said, Lord, I want to know you, and I want to know you deeper, and I want to have a closer walk with thee. Just a closer walk with thee? He said, all right. I'm going to show up when something gets real stanky. I'm going to preach tonight. I, you might as, well just, might as well just get it. Here we go. He said, take away the stone. But Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said, Lord, by this time there's a stench because he's been dead for four days. There's no way this situation can work. Uh, it, it, there's no way that, that they already told me no. They declined me for the loan twice already. There, there's no way this is going to work. And Jesus said, take the stone away. Jesus said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Where did he say that? In verse 4. So now watch this. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted his eyes and said, Father, not Lord, you know, Lazarus is dead. Who going to take care of the house? We didn't have enough money for the funeral. What are we going to do? No. Look at what he said. Father. Now, he is Jesus. He ain't got to pray in his name. Father, I thank you. No, you missed it. He had already fasted and prayed when he started his ministry. You missed that whole thing. I don't have time to work that. So he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Meaning, when I prayed two years ago, you heard me. So if you answered back then, I don't have to make a new request today. 
You're not hearing what I'm, do you not understand? You are walking on the shoulders of some of your mama's prayers and your daddy's prayers and grandmama Nim's prayer. Stuff they prayed and never saw come to pass. You're walking on that. And they, you know what they're saying? God, I thank you. Look at what he says. Father, I thank you that you have heard. We could parenthetically insert already heard me. And watch this. I know that you always hear me. I wonder if God heard that prayer. Ain't nothing happening. God must have didn't hear me. Let me remind, let me tell him again. No, no, no. He, he said, he, he, he said, you always hear me. Watch this. He said, but because of these people who are standing by, I said this. He, he, he said, all I had to do was say, Lazarus, come forth. I didn't even have to start the conversation. Tell somebody, say, he's going somewhere. If you stay with me, I'm going to connect these dots for you. Verse 43, now when he said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus. The reason he had to say his name is because had he not said his name, every grave that had ever existed. See, he was specific. His prayers were targeted. He, he, he. He didn't just say, Lord, give me something. He said, Lord, give me this one. He, he, he was specific. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, let, let, let me, let, no. Jesus, I need you to say with me. Say everything can hear me. To, to tell somebody, I say, everything, everything can hear you. Can hear you. Th this is why you got to understand. I'm going to tell you who you are and why it's so important that you watch what you say and what you do. Because prayer is not just what you say to God. It's what you say that gets in the atmosphere. I'm going to help you see this. The Bible says Jesus spoke to the grave clothes. You missed it. And he who had died, who? Lazarus came out bound hand and foot with what? Grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them. Now, it would be foolish for Jesus to be talking about people because people were not what was uh, of the subject of the sentence that was prior to the statement. So he would not just switch and start talking to people in the middle of a sentence where they're describing the grave clothes. Something with a subject and a predicate and all that. You understand? He says to the grave clothes, loose them and let them go. The reason it seems like some of your prayers aren't working is because you're not speaking to everything in the situation. Jesus didn't just speak to Lazarus. He spoke to what was holding Lazarus. He didn't just speak life into his children. He spoke to the friends that his child was hanging around. He didn't just speak to his finances. He spoke to the boss at his job that wrote the check. Somebody say, speak to everything. Now, 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 now. 
Stay, stay with me. Jesus didn't give a bad report. He simply spoke what he desired out of the situation. Go to James 5. Go to James 5. I'm doing real good on time, so let's come on. Let's keep rocking. Let's keep rolling. Rock steady. Come on. James 5, go to verse 15. I, I, I'm about to just bust out of here and run. And so if I run, one of you ministers or somebody needs to grab the mic. Say something real spiritual. Are you, are you there? James 5, verse 15. And the prayer of faith, which must mean there must be a prayer of no faith. You missed it. If I can pray with faith, that must mean I can also pray without faith. And that's what Jesus said don't do. Jesus said don't just say a bunch of religious stuff. Don't just read some stuff off of a card that you got from your friend. You don't even know, you, you need to know what you're even talking about. I just helped somebody right there. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, if there's an effective prayer, must mean there's an ineffective one. Fervent, if there's a fervent prayer, must mean there is one that is not fervent. Are you still here? What's this? Of a righteous man. Say, that's me. Christ in you. That, that, that's your righteousness. It is Christ in you that qualifies you to be a righteous man. Qualifies you to be a righteous woman. Watch it. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly. Underline, he prayed earnestly. Because I'm going to show you the cross-reference of what he actually did. Now, what, what does James say he did? What prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and underline he prayed again and he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Now, since this is Wednesday Night Live, you should notice in there that there is some kind of asterisk or a number there on that verse, which gives you a cross reference to first Kings 17 and one. Which means that that's where the scripture is making reference to. Are you here? So let's find out what Elijah actually did. That the, James says he prayed earnestly. Go to 1 Kings 17. Are you still here? Are you learning? 1 Kings 17. Verse 1. When you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say one second. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. 
Feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 